Hello fellow family, it's Alex again. So for today's show, I got a suggestion from Union Hack talking about the Sonic Archie comics. Now, I think the Archie comics have been going on since, I think, 1993. And to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the comics, but they are very different from the games. Uh, very different actually very and the way it is is you know that to me the comics give you a much darker side of Sonic the Hedgehog not his character but his particular storyline so the comics don't really at first they don't really go in depth of how how the events happen because the first I think hundred are very more they're very much light-hearted and then they get pretty dark somewhere in between and then and then they become they've become the pretty dark comic they are today and I like the darker better but when you think of the classic Sonic the classic comics think of you know Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog mixed with Saturday morning I mean it's not it's not very entertaining but the comics start with Sonic. He's a little kid and well, this was explained later. But there's it started as he's a little kid and on his planet of Mobius, which is still Mobius. I don't think in the games it's called that, but anywho. So, he lives on Mobius in a city called Mobotropolis. And during the time, there's some sort of great war going on between the people of Mobius and sort of this society called the Overlanders, which I think the Overlanders are sort of the humans. Dr. Robotnik is actually an Overlander, but at the time, his name was Julian Kintabor. And I think it was that he had decided to join the um, join the Mobians in the Great War on their side. And in Mobotropolis, there's the Kingdom of Acorn, which is led by King Maximilian Acorn, and he has a daughter named Princess Sally, Sally Acorn. So they're all little kids, all the Freedom Fighters. So during this great war, um, Sonic's parents, Jules and Bernadette, were veterans of the great war. So they had little Sonic go and live with his uncle Chuck, who we know. And I think around this point, I think Dr. Kintabor had joined the Great War on King Maximilian's side, but he betrayed them after the war was completed in a coup d'etat. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he took over and banished King Maximilian to the Zone of Silence, which is sort of this, uh, it's this oblong zone. It's strange. I'm not really sure what it is, but it's pretty weird. Um... So as he's taking over, um, pretty much, pretty much most of Mobius has been roboticized. 
because he's changed his name to Ivo Robotnik and so with his roboticizer he's pretty much taken over and changed most of Mobi the Mobians into robots and the ones that escaped were Sally, Antoine, and Rotor. So they live in the Great Forest, which is in which is where their base of operations is, called Knothole Village. But part of the village is above the surface, and part of it's underneath the surface in a strange. I think it's a diamond cavern. I'm not sure. So it only starts with the three of them. And then eventually it becomes personal for Sonic when some of Robotnik's robots capture his Uncle Chuck. That's when it became his problem. So he ran off after his uncle was taken and so he decided to join the Freedom Fighters. Now to me, if you compare the more the more I don't want to say generic, but, you know, the characters that only appear in the games compared to their comic counterparts, I think Archie was trying to make them very different than how they are in the games. Because, really, the comics are non-canon. They are not part of the Sonic reality. They are actually an alternate reality. So, let's well, Sonic in the games, like, we know him as, you know, cocky, good guy, always willing to help everybody, you know, anyone in need. He's, he's nice, he's friendly, um, he's really not a troublemaker, he doesn't try to pick a fight, and, you know, that's how we know him in the games. In the comics, he comes off as not cocky but arrogant. He's he has a huge ego that's not really seen in the games. But, you know, he has a huge ego despite his sense of justice. He se he comes off as selfish sometimes like when it comes to other people. But he still has a good heart. And for example, an, an example of his bad attitude there was a Sonic special involving Sonic being roboticized and there was no way to defeat him Bunny, a future free another freedom fighter that is half roboticized tries to defeat him and cannot defeat him Knuckles tries to fight him but can't win so instead they have Knuckles roboticized to face the roboticized Sonic Knuckles ends up defeating Mecha Sonic and so with him defeated they they weren't sure how to change him back but using Sally's computer Nicole they're able to cha change Sonic back and Knuckles was de-roboticized by the machine that made him a robot it wouldn't apply for Sonic because he was not created by that specific machine so Luckily, they got them both back to normal. And Knuckles was, he was very kind. I mean, he, he was glad that Sonic was back to normal and that there was nothing left to worry about. But Sonic exhibits such a bad attitude and such, he, he's very ungrateful. And 
that's what upset Knuckles and caused him to run off. So, I found that very unlike Sonic, but because I'm used to the games, you know, it came as a shock to me that he would be, he would become such a jerk. And I, I guess he won't, he won't admit that he can't do everything on his own. I mean, it's, it's sad. It's, it's really sad. And also, it seems though in the comics, Sonic is very much the eye candy of a lot of girls. I think he's dated like four, three or four girls in that whole comic. But his main romance is Sally Acorn. Now, I am not a Sonic Sally fan. I don't think they're very cute together at all. They're not right for each other. Sally is a princess that she's very responsible. She takes care of herself. She's an independent individual. But she and Sonic are too, to me, they are too different to be together. Because Sally's a responsible, she's responsible and royal. Whereas Sonic is, you know, not unresponsible, but he's just, his lifestyle does not belong in royalty because of how he is. He's free and he, he's meant to be free. So, I, that's why I don't think they're a very good couple. Um... Now, Tails in the comics. Tails, at first, because he's a little kid at the beginning, he's not very, he's not very helpful, but that's only because no one will let him be. Now, I think Tails was very underestimated. I can understand that he wasn't a little kid and his safety was sort of a priority. But he was, he was very underrated at first. He was very underrated. And he, and he was very naive. But most little kids are. And then, as he matures in the comic, he, he becomes a genius, thanks to Rotor. But Tails is pretty much, he's a genius. He's very helpful as far as, you know, the skies. He's, he's useful in the comics. I think personality-wise, Tails isn't much different as far as the comics go. He's very similar to his game counterpart, but I think the difference with him in the comics is it seems so far that he's susceptible to falling in love, and it, it's shown quite often. I think there was a koala that he fell in love with, sort of, or had a crush on, and I think his his most well-known was Fiona Fox, who was, you know, goody-goody gone bad for her own reasons. And so he's had his heart broken his fair share of times. And I, I think that kind of destroyed him being a little kid because if you think about it, how many eight-year-olds really crush on a girl at that age? I'm, and especially an older girl. I I just found that kind of it was it was weird for Tails to actually you know express a love interest in someone unlike he does in the games. Um. Now, the characters that were specifically done for the comic, there's Sally, Antoine, Bunny, Rotor, and a lot of others. There's a lot of others. Probably more comic characters 
rather than any from the game. But Sally is the resident princess. Um, not that she's a bad character. She's she's strong and she takes care of herself, and that's very that's very good for a princess. Um, she's very intelligent. She tends to know things before other people do. What I don't like about Sally is, if you've noticed, if you've read the comics, you will see throughout that she struggles with a love interest. Her main love interest is supposedly Sonic, but I've seen her with probably three guys so far. She's had some sort of history. And I find that I find that really, really shallow. It, it's kind of weird. There's Jeffrey St. John, who is a renegade officer for the Rebel Underground. He's sort of a double agent. In the more recent, he has betrayed his the Freedom Fighters, but it's unknown why. Um, but she had a little romance going on with him until he married this cat named Hershey. Then it's uh, it's mentioned that Sally does have a past with Knuckles, but to me they're a little too close to be friends. They're a they're a little too close. If if you've seen the way they act. Um the other person is Monkey Con or Ken. I personally I think she is perfectly fine with with Khan. I don't I don't see why she couldn't stick with him. Khan is he's royalty as well, so he understands, you know, the responsibility of being royal and I mean, to me he's he's smart and you know, he's more like Sally. I, I find that I find that easier to believe with them together rather than Sally and Sonic. And in the recent comic, she had tried dating Monkey Con, but ended up ended up dumping him to try it again with Sonic. And this will have been the third time. I think Sonic's given her enough chances, cause it's getting kind of ridiculous. But hopefully, she can be with Con because it's getting annoying. Um. There's also Rotor, the walrus. Rotor is sort of... He's he's the genius of the group, more so than Tails. Because Tails is the one that learns from Rotor. And Rotor is sort of the inventor, you know, he's the scientist. He tends to know, he tends to know more in the fields of science than anyone else, even more than Sally. So... I think Rotor's a valuable character to the group, since you always gotta have, you know, the inventor. I, f I find that he's very useful. And he, he tends to have the information that the others need. But as far as strength and anything else, he's kind of, he's kind of shallow in that department. But overall, I think he's a good character. He's very devoted to the princess. Which, you know, he seems sort of like, you know, the squire to me. Mm. Then there's Antoine the coyote. At first it's hard to tell what Antoine is, but Antoine is a coyote. He, he's, 
Antoine was the son of a general who I think he was one of the leaders in the Great War and Antoine very much looked up to his father and actually wanted to be like him but unlike his father Antoine's a bit of a coward um though I admit he has definitely changed in the comics to me he's he's more willing to take on heroics but I think that came on after the death of his father but he's still willing to get into action even though he's still slightly coward he's still cowardly but I I kind of like that about Antoine I I think he he'd rather he'd rather show his father you know that he he's not afraid and I found that a nice you know a nice way to avenge his father um also Antoine had a crush on Princess Sally but from the beginning I never found them very very good together apparently Antoine was the same age as them but for some reason he always seemed so much older to me I don't know why I think it was because of I think it was because I noticed that they teased him about his hair often which turned out to be like a toupee or something I found that awkward but you know I always found him older than them but luckily Antoine ends up with Bunny Rabot they're a very cute couple in my opinion Bunny is she's the half roboticized freedom fighter because she was because she was saved by Sonic who turned off the machine halfway through its process she has half robotic limbs um I think strength wise Bunny is the most useful probably even more so than Sonic she's very useful she's also she's also very spunky I find she she's more she's more sensitive than Sally is more lighthearted and I find that her sweetness definitely comes from being a southern belle and you know she's she's very kind she's the mother she's sort of motherly and she also has this really cute little accent as being a southern belle but bunny's very interesting and i think eventually as she as she goes through the series i think she decides that she'd rather keep her robotic limbs rather than have them de-roboticized because I think she's like I think she's learned to love that about herself. So she keeps them even to her adulthood. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um hmm. I think I think that's the general freedom fighters. There are other characters. Um hmm. Oh, Knuckles. I can't forget Knuckles. Now I almost want to say I like Knuckles' comic persona better than I do his game persona. But I think I like the comic Knuckles because they go so much more in-depth when it comes to the Echidna Society. In the games, all you know is that Knuckles is the last of his kind. And 
it's pretty much remained that way. Though in Sonic Chronicles, you do see there is a rival tribe of his tribe. But because Sonic Chronicles is not really canon, it's hard to say. But there could be more Echidnas. But in the comics, Knuckles is not the last one. And I kind of I liked his more lonerish qualities with him being the last one. But I think because he's not alone, that makes him more, more of a sociable character. So, in the in the comics, Knuckles, he's pretty much gullible. He he runs into trouble. He doesn't look before he leaps. You know, he's he's you know, he's rash, but he's still a good character. I think. I think that side is shown more when it comes to Sonic, when Sonic comes into play. Because he and Sonic have such, I think in the comics they have a much harsher rivalry than they do in the games. In the comics they will physically harm one another. And, you know, I mean in the games they more insult each other. You know, Sonic's more evading his attacks than actually attacking back. But I I think Knuckles is, you know, very kind in the comics. When he's talking to people he cares about, he's definitely kind. But if you if you refer to the comics now, he and Sonic are now more on a friend level. And, you know, I think it took them a lot longer in the game or er, in the comics to actually get to that point. Mm. He's he's closer with the Chaotix. He that's his team. So I think throughout the comics Knuckles has ne unlike the games, he never disbanded from the Chaotix. I think he's still with them. So the Chaotix are still technically his team as far as the comics go. Um hmm. Now, the Chaotix aren't much different than how they are in the games. Um, they only appeared twice, as in Knuckles Chaotix and Sonic Heroes, really. That's the only time they appear as a team. But, you have Vector, you know. I think Vector is very different than how he is now. But, I've never played Knuckles Chaotix, so I wouldn't really know how the characters are. But I do know in the classic Vector, to me he's obnoxious. He's he's constantly rhyming. He he tries to sound cool. It it's it's just irritating. Um I think in the more recent ones he's he's kind of more like his Sonic Hero self. He's He's the leader, technically. I think he's second in command, as far as the comics. But, Vector's himself... Um... Espio's himself... I've read that in Knuckles Chaotix, he's sort of a... He's sort of a temperful person. I think it's said that he gets most irritated with Charmy. And he's susceptible to being angry. In the comics, he's not... I don't see much of a harshness towards Charmy. I don't I don't see Espio exhibiting much anger. 
So he shows a much calmer side in the comics. And his his current self relates very much to Sonic Hero's self, so there's not much difference there. Um Oh, Charmy. Charmy and Knuckles Chaotix is actually 16 years old and not 6 like he is in Sonic Heroes. Because he's 16 in the original comics, he's more mature as far as his behavior. But to me, he still exhibits sort of a a kid-like essence. Like, I think there's one comic where, you know, he's constantly joking and playing games so I think he's he's still mature but still has a childlike self and I don't know if the new comics if there is something that has caused him to permanently act like a kid I don't know if they did something along those lines but I know in Sonic Heroes they changed Charmy's age to six so naturally he's 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 six. He's kind of annoying, but he's charming. Um, hmm. Oh, Mighty. I can't forget Mighty. Mighty, I, I've never played a game with Mighty in it, but I do know from, from reading the comics, Mighty is a pacifist, and his character is known for being, you know, having Mighty Strength, hence his name. And even though he is a sh- he is a strengthy character, which you know most would think you know he'd want he'd be ready to fight like Knuckles is and just be totally into it, but in reality, he's he does not like to fight, but he will fight when it's needed, and you know that's that's where his pacifist is shown. He, I think he's a pacifist in the gaming too. I wouldn't know. But I, I kind of like that Mighty is the pacifist because he's sort of the peacemaker in the group. He's kind of like Sonic, but to me, he's more Sonic than the comic version is. Then in the Chaotix, there's Ray, the flying squirrel. Ray only appeared in one Sonic game, as far as I know. He was in an arcade game, but Ray is supposedly, you know, I think he's the shy one. He he's like Tails. He's like basically Ray is to Mighty what Tails is to Sonic. So Ray is the lovable sidekick, but the difference between Ray and Tails is very obvious. Ray is more, to me, he's more meek and shy. Um, he's not necessarily strong, but I think he's gotten to a point in the comics where he can stand up for himself. And I think in, I think, I think it's supposedly shown that he becomes, he becomes sort of, you know, not that he becomes independent, but that he becomes sort of strong and he he is able to stand up for himself. But I kind of like that Mighty has sort of like a guardianship over him. And I believe Ray is the same age. I think he's 16. But he does act younger than he is. I thought he was 12 at first, but nope. But 
I guess he's pretty good. Then there is... Oh, the Antis. In the comics, there is the Anti-Mobius, which is spelled M-O-B-I-U-S. And there lives all the opposite anti-characters from the real Mobius. And pretty much here, most are opposite, unless they're not from, unless they're not from that, that dimension. But there, there is Anti-Sonic, whose name was changed to Scourge eventually. And anti he, he starts out as Anti-Sonic, so he pretty much looks like Sonic, but he wears leather, and he wears shades, and he's just Sonic, only darker. And I, I think... I, I can't really see, I, like, because Sonic is such a jerk in the comics, it's kind of hard to see that, you know, there's much opposite between him and Scourge, except for their alignments. Scourge is obviously a jerk. He's kind of out for himself. Um, I think nowadays he's more responsible. He He's dating Fiona Fox currently. And he's actually pretty faithful to her, unlike the other the other girls he's dated. He's dated both antis and actual the actual Movians. Um He became Scourge after a certain issue when the effects of the Master Emerald, you know, revamped him. He received uh, he res- received three scars on his his um his belly thing, you know, thing Sonic has. I don't remember what that was from, but the Master Emerald caused him to sort of invert from Sonic's colors. So instead of looking exactly like Sonic, his colors are inverted. So instead of blue 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 fur, green eyes, he's green fur, blue eyes. And he wears a leather jacket. He's still into the leather and the shades. But I think his design is a bit different. I think he's designed to look meaner, of course. And Anti-Sonic's pretty much Anti-Sonic. Um, there is Anti-Sally, whose name is Alicia. And Alicia's actually her middle name in the comics. So, Alicia's like Sally. She's smart. Um, she's smart, but she's rude. And she's, she's, she's sort of selfish. She's rude. Um, she's not friendly, of course. And she kind of comes off as she hates everybody. But the anti-Sally, Alicia, she actually ends up with... Antoine's opposite Patch who is equally who is equally like her he's not cowardly he's very dangerous heck I saw him picking his teeth with a dagger in one comic um he talks French he speaks French like Antoine does but he does he, he and Antoine have that you know they speak English, but it's very poor English. 
So he does still have that about him. He wears an eye patch, hence his name. Mm. Ant Anti Bunny is not roboticized, but she has some sort of disease that she has to use this walker like machine so kind of like Eggman's walker in SA2B she has to use this walker machine or she's you know she's she has this disease and I thought I read somewhere that if Bunny were not to keep her her um her cybernetics then she would contract this disease but I think it's more of a thing of that she's used to her cybernetics and would rather keep them. But actually Anti-Bunny anti is, I think her name is like Buns or something, I don't remember. But she is, she's actually the nicer, the nicer of the Freedom Fighters. I think she she's the one you can actually have sympathy for. Whereas the others are ruthless and dangerous. Um she she's the only one that I know of that hasn't she's not horribly horribly corrupt anti-sonic killed his father anti-sally had anti-sonic help her throw her father into the zone of silence it, it's pretty it's pretty harsh stuff over on the other side um oh anti-tails anti-tails I'm not sure what I think his name is Miles. And anti Tails is everything Tails isn't. He is smart, but he's he doesn't have that cute innocence that Tails has. He's he's actually sort of scary. Um he's very hateful. And he's not Tails. Then there's Rotor, anti-Rotor, who's actually named Boomer, and Boomer was Rotor's original name, but Boomer is, he's intellectual, I think he's half roboticized, I don't, I'm not sure, I don't really keep up with the antis, but Boomer is, I don't think he's the smart one, I think Miles is, I don't really pay attention to you know, the sideline antis. But he's anti-Rotor, alright. There is an anti-Amy Rose, because she's in the comics. Anti-Amy is named Rosie the Rascal, after her original name. But anti-Amy anti is insane, to say the least. She's insane. And because of something that happened in the mainstream Mobius, because Amy's originally eight years old, but has her body changed to a 12-year-old to further impress the Freedom Fighters and Sonic. But anyway, Rosie tried to do the same thing because she, instead of actually, like, actually, it's not even an infatuation, but more of a harsh obsession for Antisonic, where she would actually rather torture him, if anything. But Rosie is, you know, she's actually very scary. She's She tried to do the same thing that Amy did and change herself, 
but instead she she became worse she ended up insane and I think insanity is sort of a key element to a lot of the villains in the comics because Eggman actually goes insane in the mainstream and he was changed from a Robotnik because Robotnik actually died when he tried to unleash his ultimate annihilator on Sonic so he died in the cosmic wake of that but a Robotnik in an alternate dimension he somehow was able to transfer from something called a shell which is a body and so he 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 became this shell called Eggman but Eggman was actually the nickname that the others had given him but he took it upon himself to make that make that his trademark so in a more recent event I think he was he had really definitely grown tired of trying to defeat Sonic so he ends up going insane now I like that factor of the comics rather than in the games in the games he doesn't exhibit much sign of insanity and he's 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 still like his comic counterpart I mean his comic counterpart only shows signs of insanity at certain points not all but He's still a genius. He's still evil. But for some reason, he oddly enough shows some sign of... He shows that he will spare Sonic. I think he's more tired that Sonic constantly beats him. And I think he realizes that if he does kill off Sonic, then he really has no... He really has nothing much left, if you think about it. But Eggman is pretty much Eggman. His name is still Robotnik. Unlike the games. I think in the games his name is his change to Eggman. Um Oh, I I can't have mentioned Rosie and forgot Amy. Amy appears in the comics as, you know, a junior freedom fighter, kind of like how Tails started out. And she w- had the same dis- determination that Tails had and decided, you know, I don't I don't get enough respect around here. And of course, she had her her love for Sonic as his self-proclaimed girlfriend, despite that he's he was dating Sally. But Amy, she's she's slightly different from her game counterpart because when she does get changed to 12, I think her maturity catches up with her faster than it did in the game because actually Amy ch- uh, Amy actually eventually decides that instead of trying to chase Sonic so much that she decides he cares more that he cares more about that he's happy and she realizes he's happy with Sally so she kind of she kind of backs down but in order to s- keep her old ways she she says she'll be there for him when she n- when he needs her and I thought that was very sweet of her. It's different than her games. Um. Oh. As far as personality, she's still protective of Sonic. Um. She's still kind of spunky. She has the hammer. Her Pico Pico hammer. And 
I think she's actually a lot tougher in the comics because she actually s tries to stop Fiona and she actually shows signs of wrath and I thought that was interesting because in the games despite her showing of wrath she's sort of defenseless as far as far as her game her gaming counterpart but I definitely like Amy in the comics I think Tikal is in the comics she's as most echidnas are in the comics Tikal has not really she's not very kept up with her other counterparts she tends to change design a lot because she went from being sort of red colored like most echidnas to being pink to being orange like in the game but Tikal is pretty much the same I think she's she she I think they follow um, they follow the game by saying that she is trapped with chaos inside the the Master Emerald. I'm not sure much about how she's how she's brought in, but I know she has the whole Pahamic. He wants power. She's trying to she's trying to stop him. You know, I think they kept that. Um, I think she was killed though. So she, I think she became a ghost. I, I don't know. I'm kind of just going off of what I think. I, I'm not, I haven't kept up with call in the comics. But she's not different. She, but to me, she tends to fight more in the comics because, you know, uh, like there are a lot tougher individuals. Whereas in the game, you don't really see her fight much except for, she does she does verbally fight back but using y you know not using profanity but using strong words and fighting for her, her belief but in the comics she's more physically capable of fighting um i think she has a deep connection with knuckles as well i i don't know what their connection is like but I've I've read that they do they do have a connection. And also there is still that controversy of whether Tikal and Knuckles are actually related or not. I think as far as the comics go, and even the games for that matter, t I don't think Tikal and Knuckles are related. They're from the same tribe, but they're not they're not from the same bloodline. If you look at Tikal's family, they tend to be orange with blue eyes and you know, I, I, it's it says nowhere that Knuckles has much royal blood. Not even in the comics does he have royal blood. But also, if you look at other echidnas in in the games, he's obviously not related to her in the comics. He's he's red in color. He's more he's more like the the tribe people. But I think it's mistaken that they're related because tribes are considered family so naturally they're gonna think oh to call and knuckles are related so they're not I don't think they're related in the comics they're not related in the game in the comics you actually learn about knuckles family his father his mother he does have a stepfather and he has a stepbrother named kneecaps I thought that was a wow but anywho I don't really, I don't, I don't think they keep up with much of his family. I know he does have ancestors, 
But I think the thing with the echidnas was their society was kind of destroyed by them. Because the echidnas, instead of keeping, you know, an eco-friendly lifestyle, they kind of went into a world of technology and science. But after a catastrophe, they they almost wondered if they should just they should just get rid of their technology and it was ruled out by the echidna council and this this then involves knuckles distant uncles dimitri and edmund i think but dimitri is the leader of this legion in the recent ones called the dark egg legion they work for eggman but it's this group of echidnas and they all have like a cybernetic part so they're they're very and it's led by Dimitri so they're obviously looking for power and redeveloping Echidnopolis that was on the floating island before it was lifted so they're very much for what Dimitri had in mind you know using using the power of the Chaos Emeralds to return them to Mobius. So, they're, they're kind of crazy, pretty much. But, I think Dimitri was resu- uh, no, not resurrected, but his immortality caught up with him, and was, was, he was stripped of his immortality when he, when he was, I think it was when he was he was like stopped by Knuckles and his his pos- and Dimitri's position as Enerjack, which is a powerful being in the Echidna in the Echidna society. Enerjack was destroyed as far as his power. And so Dimitri reverted to his aged self. He's actually a head in a floating glass ball. And that's pretty much all that's left of Dimitri. But he still runs the Dark Egg Legion. I, I think because Eggman's, Eggman's promised them something. I don't remember. But as far as, as far as most characters in the comics, I'm actually, I'm actually more impressed with the females rather than the males. The, some of the females in the comics are, are very, they're, sh- they're tougher. They they actually sh- pr- they actually proved themselves to most threats, excluding Sally and Fiona. I pretty much like most of the female Sonic characters in the comics, and you know I think that's very different from the games because the games obviously there are not a lot of females, and even the ones they have don't show much strength. But comics, oh yeah, definitely. The males in the games are definitely better. Comic males, they're, they're different, but I, I can't get over Sonic at all. I think he's, I think he's way overdone. And, but I know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they did that for sake of making it different from the games. And I guess that's needed if, if it's not going to be Kanan. But I, I do like, I, I don't like the comics. For the most part, but I, what I do enjoy is that it's kind of like a story because of how how much darker it is from the games. They, there's a deeper storyline. 
they they refer to death a lot it's just it's very dark and shadowy it's kind of depressing um and if you watch saturday morning sonic the hedgehog the original series you'll notice that's probably the darkest sonic cartoon because it's derived from the comic series i think saturday morning was made after the comics became popular i think so but you kind of see a darker side of the Sonic universe, and I think that's what makes the comics very unique. And even if I don't really like them, I, I read them still. Just, you know, they're actually sort of an inspirational as far as story. I've actually found some, quite a few fanfic, op like, I found fanfic inspirations from reading the comics. So there are slight elements of you know, the shadowy tones of the Archie comic series. So, I find I find that to be the best. I find that the pro of the comic. Um, I've been reading through pretty much most of them. I've kind of jumped around to the more important events. I think a big event happens every 25 issues, if I'm not mistaken. But... It's definitely something to read if you're into, you know, the darkness of of Sonic. And if you're if you're more willing to understand the comic, it's a little bit it's a little bit difficult. But if you're willing to understand, then it's a lot more fun. That and connecting things to how they are in the games, it's it's sort of puzzling, but in a good way. So I would I would recommend reading them. I know on YouTube there there's a member so named Sonic Comic World. He has every comic up to date. He has all of the Archie comics up to date, number two hundred twenty five or six. And he even has specials, mini series. He kind of has the whole thing. And that's where I go to read them. Um. He, he he posts them by publication date, I think. But if you go to his channel, he has playlists so you don't get confused. It's very helpful. I would definitely recommend it. But that's sort of my side on the comics. I hope you enjoyed this. I'll see you again next time.